Story number one. Human Altered. Written by You Sure I'm Not a Robot? Eel stumbled back into the ship, happily singing to the half-remembered song from Earth. Something, something, and I knew it complete. He reached the ship. Yet another tour. Dragging through his pockets, he found his pabby. A sober pull. He dry swallowed it and waited. The world came back to an unwelcome focus, another three months on the HMS crap show. He dragged his sorry rear back to his berth. Captain Reed watched his human return, his engineer, for the love of all of the gods, stumble back to his ship. He watched the yellow-red-blue balance that he had learned was a human sleeping developed. We launch now before it wakes up. The mining vessel Shawatoa left the dock. Reed hated having a human, no one else was allowed to service the engines, so he was having to put up with it. The insanity of allowing one species to control most of the interstellar hardware sat badly with the captain. These people had owned the stars for generations before these blind savants had arrived. The humans had arrived into the galaxy with nothing but a bag of spanners and an open mind. Within a generation, they had fixed everything so much that no one would touch a machine if they had gone near it. It was only a matter of time before a human altered became a common sign, then a t-shirt, and a religion, then a warning, and then finally, a law. Insurance would disavow any injuries, loss of death, or an accident unless you had a human engineer, or could prove no human had had a look at your equipment. Eels walked through the engine compartment. The refit was over. He could smell the new wiring drying out. The hum of the converters was steady. Still, it sounded off. It would take a month or so to sing right again. He lived to give these gentle giants a voice. Time to report to Reed. The previous engineer had told him that the captain could see well into the infrared. Nocturnal hunters somewhere in the bloodline, he guessed. He debated mentioning human vampires. Probably not. Captain Reed prepared himself for the human. Honestly, why couldn't they just have a proper shell? Talking to a human was like watching a fireworks display. Except they were surly and argumentative. He raised the lights and equipped the sensor dampeners. Welcome back, engineer, mimed the captain in the traditional chants. Eels just waited. He waited for the correct moment to sit down. Hello again, Captain. The refit seems fine. It'll take a month or so to get the system back to peak performance. I reckon we're running at 80% right now. This... This was why he didn't like humans. His engineer didn't dance. Just sat there like a bored bonfire. He had paid for the best engineering, but the finest upgrades. And this... This tree-swinging biped said that he could add 20% performance. And he would... No one other than a human would understand how, but it would happen. I am grateful for your efforts. Your bonus will, of course, reflect that. However, I have some news. The weapons array has been declared off-limits to humans. Apparently, allowing humans access to the ship's weapons is now a war crime. Please, leave them alone. Eel shrugged. The weapons on this tin can were ones that he could build in a child science project. He wondered which one of his people had taken an interest and why. Generally, they didn't like Xenos seeing them play with guns. They got nervous. Are we expecting hostiles? Did I miss the briefing? 
the captain had learned about human curiosity. Tell them before they find out, and they will find out. Long ago, he had watched a human engineer corrupt a kitchen appliance to find sports results in the middle of a war in a dead zone. And it had worked. One of the edge systems has been declared all foreign traders as spies. Don't worry, we're far from them. One of your colleagues was attacked and... Uh, well, the reports are classified, but she reacted badly. They're still recovering survivors. Of the system, not the ship. Eels raised an eyebrow at that. His heat signature shifted. Perhaps, Captain, I could have a look at the transporters. I feel they lack a little something. Reed relaxed his tail, unwinding from the chair. He had expected protests. Excellent. Finally, a human that understood. Of course, all the systems are yours, just not the weapons. Fine by me. Eels was deep in thought when he grabbed a coffee in the canteen. Why the transporters? Well, it's a delivery system. He reckoned he could play about with this one. Best not to mention it to the captain. The following day, Reed's second officer called his office. Captain, the human's making warning noises. It's rebuilding the aft transporter. It just showed its teeth when I asked what it was doing. Apparently, you authorized an upgrade? Stars protect us. Which noise? Is it the humming or the uh, whistling? Both, sir. The captain definitely wasn't running to find his engineer, but it was close. Eels was deep in thought as he disassembled the transporter. That was the problem with Xenotech. They had a good idea, and then a generation later, they had another great idea. Slap that on top. After a few generations, the thing is a mess. A lot of mankind's reputation for genius was simply digging right back to the beginning and integrating things properly. The captain arrived to find eels in his transporter, parts carefully piled around him. The human didn't even notice his arrival. It was making the humming noise. No one was quite sure why they did that. Some xenobiologists maintained that it had evolved to warn people that something dangerous was underway and that you should stay away. Reed certainly felt like that. Engineer Eels, may I ask, uh, what are you doing? We will need this transporter shortly. If you dismantle it, I cannot get our ore into the hold. We will be lost for days of work. Eels poked his head back out of the machine. Hello, Captain. Didn't hear you come in. Don't worry. She'll be up and running before we hit the asteroid belt. I'm just boosting the range and capacity a little. When they designed these, they didn't have the power available that we have now. Should speed up the collection and maybe 40%? Reed was torn. That was a massive bonus to the ship, but it meant yet another system had only human would dare to touch. Isn't boosting it that much dangerous? Eels waved his face away from what Reed recognized as an indication of a negative. No, Captain, it's packed it safer now. I'm upgrading it as I go along. All the fields will be harmonized for once. I can give you a much narrower focus. Means we can grab a lot more from the small stuff. Should improve our take as well as our speed. The captain let out a long hiss. This was how the humans had taken over. 
one system at a time. With these improvements, his shareholders would be ecstatic, and everyone would try and match the improvements, so everyone would need a human, and it would cost him more to keep this one. Commendable engineer yields. Can I expect the same from the forward teleporter before we begin? The human waved his face about again. This was a positive. My captain, there or thereabouts. Now resigned to it, the captain simply said, Carry on then, let me know when you are finished. Eels continued his work, reflecting on the sometimes people of all types didn't see the obvious simply because they used to be normal. Not allowed on weapons, here he was playing with field generators designed to rip entire asteroids apart. You can keep your antique plasma cannon. The captain now had something much better if they needed it. One day, he might even tell him. The Shahatoa moved back to the base two weeks early with a full hold and happy crew. Eels had turned the engines to his satisfaction and refined his work on the transporters. The improvements gave Reed another advantage when it came to unloading the ship quickly. The crew picked up another major bonus as docking fees were cut. And the other mining ships started asking about it, and they were told to ask the human. Many drinks later, Eels was stumbling back to the ship again. He had given his fellow humans a description of the upgrades, as well as a quiet word about its other uses, if they were ever needed. Normally, it would be a friendly competition between engineers would have kept their mouth shut, or at least wearing a big crap-eating grin while they tried to figure out how he'd done it. But not this time, not when there might be lives at risk. When it came to safety, all for one and one for all. Out in the asteroid belt was the very disgruntled ship. The Ritaz was an unusual in that it didn't have any humans aboard. The engineers were blacklisted years ago for smuggling and war profiteering. Hard scrabble mining was bad enough, but it was a word fault and out major improvements in the delivery of war, the price began to fall. The owner of the Ritaz and its crew were in sectile race. They realized that this was going to cost them a lot of money. It's the humans again, destroying our traditions, our business is ruined, the ship is cursed. The captain knew his crew, he had scraped the barrel hiring them and they were an ugly bunch at the best of times. This was not the best of times. Perhaps, perhaps we can get a better ship, one with these improvements, one with the human in a full hold. The crew went silent. It didn't take long to work out what the captain wasn't talking about buying a ship. This was piracy. One after another they agreed. So be it. The next ship that comes out we take. The Ritez might be a rubbish mining vessel, but she still has the weapons from our smuggling days. You didn't need much stealth in an asteroid field. Just turn off the lights and stay off the comms. And the Ritez waited. Eels had just finished putting the compulsory human-altered signs on the transporters when the captain called. Engineer Eels, your improvements have made substantial contribution to our success. Thank you. I was wondering if you had any other ideas. Eels was surprised the captain seemed reluctant to engage before. Perhaps his shareholders were pushing him. Well, captain, I'd like to really get a good look at the scanners. They look like they could do with some attention. Of course, whenever you wish, your help is appreciated. 
Reed ended the call since the last run every other captain, his shareholder and customers had showered him in praise and money. Apparently letting the human adjust the transporters had been an act of commercial genius. Now they wanted to see what else he could do. So be it, he resigned to dying in whatever disaster resulted. At least a human couldn't blow up the ship using just scanners. Eels happily pulled an array apart. His suspicions were right. Some of the sensors were older than him. He enjoyed the EVA. Always nice to get out of the ship and see the space properly. He knew some of the crew found it creepy and weird that humans would happily spend time on the outside of a moving ship. But he regarded it as a perk. Over the weeks, he fabricated and installed something more substantial. Then he moved to the bridge and began to rebuilding the scanner console. He added a few more just-in-case functions buried in the diagnostic menus. He was just calling the captain to tell him the job was finished when the weaponry array exploded. The captain called him first. What have you done? I told you to stay away from the weapons. What lunacy have you inflicted upon us now? Eels tried to explain that he had not touched the weapons, but the captain wasn't listening so he turned the sensors back on. On the screen, he could clearly see the ship that must have fired upon them. Captain, we're under attack. What? Who would attack us? Alice watched the, the unknown ship close the distance. Apparently, it still believed that it remained hidden. I don't know, Captain, but I'm watching them approach. Reed ran to the bridge. The crew watching the ship came closer. Eels activated a couple of the new functions. The enemy ship was suddenly identified as it pinged their black to the responder. He guessed anyone with evil intentions would turn off the primary one. Half the ships didn't even know that the backup one existed at all in civilian crafts. Idiots. It's the Ritez. Anyone know it? The captain hissed. Yes, roughneck scum. That's a smuggling ship. We can't outrun it. Eels wasn't sure about that, but he preferred to fight anyway. No one was going to shoot up his ship for free. Captain Reed was seething. If he was forced to surrender his ship, that was it. He would never get a command again. No weapons and not enough speed to escape. The policy was clear. Evacuate the ship and run, hoping that no one died. He turned to his crew. Begin the evacuation. We must abandon the ship before they arrive. Eels was astonished. What did the captain think he was doing? He had no plans of spending weeks in an escape pod, hoping that these freckers didn't shoot them out of space. Captain, I need to do some urgent repairs to the transporters. Take the freaking hint, Captain. Reed stared at the human. He must have lost his mind. What are you talking about? Captain, I need to recalibrate the transporters immediately. Then you might find evacuation unnecessary, bearing in mind that humans aren't permitted to use weapons. Remember? Slowly, Reed realized the mad human had a plan. He must have always had a plan ever since he had forbidden him from using the weapons array. He couldn't order the human to fight, but he could let him use everything else. Of course, Engineer Eels, feel free to do as much uh, recalibration as you like. Thank you, sir. On the screen, a red line appeared between the two ships. Eels took over the transponder controls and began aligning the aft and forward fields. He gently fed power into the engines until the field stood at over 400% of normal output. Slowly, they reached out to the red line. Reed watched. The human practically glowed with concentration. No wonder the galaxy didn't want them on weapons. 
He began to wonder what happened to the edge systems that had attacked a human engineer and a ship. No wonder it was classified. He imagined that if this worked, it would be classified too. The Rattas approached the red line. Attention, Shahatao, surrender or perish. You have no weapons and you cannot outrun us. Flee and we will allow your emergency pods to leave. Oppose us and you will die. Leave your human on board. Eels looked up from the controls. Well, now it's personal. Frank you, jerks. He watched as the enemy crossed the line. He waited until he was sure that they were in range. Then he attacked. The transporter fields rippled through the ship, tearing the engine apart. The ship crumpled under the assault, and eels retracted the field, grabbing a ton of ore from the hold. Once again, the fields reached out, slamming the ore through the retez. Again and again. The retez's crew couldn't see who or what was attacking them. They were shattered by the hail of ore. The ship powdered into oblivion. All that remained was a mix of rock, metal, and body parts. No investigation would betray the human might have used weapons. Unfortunately for anyone who decided to attack one, for a human engineer, everything could be a weapon. At least the captain didn't need to know about the scanner updates. Yet. He looked levelly at the captain Reed. Captain, the teleporters are calibrated. Our scanners seem to be picking up some wreckage. It looks like someone collided with an asteroid. Reed had never seen such a cold-blooded execution. Eel seemed unmoved by the carnage. What were these humans on every ship and every station fixing, improving, perhaps guarding? Thank you, Eels. We'll investigate the, um, accident and report it. It is unlikely anyone survived the impact. I'm sure you're right, Captain. I'll just go over and check, just in case. Carry on, Engineer Eels. Don't forget to mark the scanner as human-altered. End of story.